Pastor Chris's podcast. In the book of Genesis, chapter 1, verses 1 through 4, it reads, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and empty, and darkness covered the deep waters. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. Then God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And God saw that the light was good. Then he separated the light from the darkness. And in John chapter 1, verses 1 through 3, in the beginning, the Word already existed. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through him, and nothing was created except through him. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. When I was a child, we used to have a saying uh, when I was in school that it was uh, a saying that was meant to protect us from the mean things that kids would sometimes say. We said, six and stones may break our bones, but words can never hurt us, right? It was, a, it was a good idea, but do you really think that's true? I don't think it is. Mean words really do hurt. Um, not, do they, not do they just uh, make you feel bad, but they can have a, a long-term effect on you as well. The whole course of a person's life can be altered by the words spoken to them. I have heard countless stories of women and men who whose whole life was shaped by the things that they were told as children. Either they were encouraged and uplifted in a positive way that led to success, or they were damaged by hurtful words that shackled them with, negative, with a negative mindset, and it hindered them throughout their life. Perhaps today, you can think of some of the words, both positive and negative, that people spoke to you that shaped the way you are today. I know one of the things that was spoken to me when, when I was still in elementary school, my grandma looked at me several times and said, one day you're going to be a preacher. That was before I was ever thinking about what I was going to do when I grew up. And if I ever thought about that, it was definitely not preacher. That was not what was on my radar. Did I become a preacher because of what she said? Or was what she said just based off of her foresight and some word that the Lord has spoken to her? I don't know. But here I am, and I'm a preacher. And I often think of what she said and how that may have shaped me. Words are important, and they're powerful. God created the universe using only words. And Jesus is called the Word of God. And He is the Lord and Savior of the whole world. Now, we're not as mighty as Him, but we are made in His image. And our words matter. They reveal what's in our heart, and they affect the world. So over the next five weeks, we're going to consider how we use words. And we're going to seek God's wisdom to help us use our words well. We will also seek grace and forgiveness for ways that we may have misused words in the past 
and make a new commitment to let the Holy Spirit empower us with words that bring light and life. Ultimately, I hope that the light of Christ will shine even more brightly in each of you so that you can carry that light with you everywhere you go. Christ came to bring light into the darkness. And we, his followers, are cared to bear his light with us in the dark world. So the overarching theme of this message series is that words, that the words we choose to speak every day in life have real consequences on the world around us. Could it be that much of the darkness, hate, and evil we see in the world stems from the words we use? Does it seem incredible that the language people choose to use every day could really affect our world so drastically? Words matter. What you say and how you speak changes the world. In Matthew chapter 12, verse 33 to 37, Jesus said, A tree is identified by its fruit. If a tree is good, its fruit will be good. If a tree is bad, its fruit will be bad. You brood of snakes, how could evil men like you speak what is good and right? For whatever is in your heart determines what you say. A good person produces good things from a treasury of a good heart, and an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. And I tell you this, you must give an account on judgment day for every idle word you speak. The words you say will either acquit you or condemn you. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Jesus shared this parable about fruit trees and good and bad fruit on a particular occasion. Jesus had healed a demon-possessed man who was also blind and couldn't speak. The crowd was so amazed, they wondered if Jesus could be the Messiah. Now, anyone can claim to heal a demon-possessed man. I mean, how do you prove it? Is the demon really gone? I mean, do you really believe in demons? I mean, there's all kinds of issues there, gray areas. But this guy, who was possessed by a demon, he also was blind, and he couldn't speak. And when Jesus drove the demon out of him, he was, could see, and he could speak. It was pretty clear. It was pretty obvious that this man's life and his spiritual situation had drastically changed because of what Jesus had done. Everybody could see it. And all of the people in the crowd looked at this amazing miracle that they had seen and wondered, who is this man, this Jesus that did this? Could he be the Messiah, the Savior that we've been waiting for? But the Pharisees were jealous and they were threatened by Jesus' popularity. They felt like if, if, if people began to turn to him and turn away from them, then they might lose their position and their power. Their whole world could be turned upside down. And so they slandered Jesus. And they said that 
He was only able to drive out demons because he got his power from Satan. They took a good thing that Jesus did, saving a man from demon possession, and they said that it was an evil act done through the power of the devil. Do you see the hate and the darkness in the Pharisees' words that reveals what was in their heart? Do you see how they hated? Furthermore, do you see how their evil words could do actual harm to other people? Their lies about Jesus could actually turn people away from the Son of God who was sent to save them. And so it's no wonder that in the passage, Jesus uses some very strong language about the Pharisees. He calls them a brood of snakes. You brood of snakes, he says. Now, I don't know about you, but I've heard those words in Scripture before and I never really thought about them. What was Jesus saying? A brood is the children of the mother snake. So think about what Jesus is actually saying. You brood of snakes. He's actually saying, your mothers are snakes. Now, folks, when you start talking about somebody's mama, you're getting serious, right? People fight over things like that. Those are fighting words. Your mother's a snake. It's almost like, now we wouldn't say that in our times, but we might say something that you probably heard when, we, when somebody calls someone an SOB. Strong words. That's what Jesus said. Sweet Jesus said that? You brood of snakes. It's right there in the scriptures. And I guess if the perfect, sinless son of God called them that, then their actions must have been pretty evil. And if you think about their lies about Jesus, how they could actually lead someone to eternal damnation, then I guess you can understand why Jesus would be so outraged, why he would call them a brood of snakes. He doesn't mince words on the issue. Through his words about fruit trees, Jesus shows that what we say reveals whether our hearts are full of goodness or evil. Furthermore, Jesus warns we will have to give an account for every idle word we say on Judgment Day. Another translation of idle could be careless or useless. If you took an inventory of all the words you use throughout a typical day, how many of them would you classify as idle or careless or useless? How many would you categorize as mean or ugly or hurtful? How many would you say are helpful, encouraging, meaningful? What does the language you use say about what's in your heart? One reason I felt so strongly about preaching this message series is be, because it just seems like the language that people use in our world today is growing more idle 
more vulgar, more harmful than it used to be. Our language is becoming more offensive, more charged with hate. Profanity is becoming more commonplace and acceptable. Lies and distorting the truth are becoming normal. People speak divisively, disparagingly of one another, and think and speak the worst of their neighbors instead of the best and those with whom we disagree. And I think words matter. When we speak this way, I believe it leads to a world that is more offensive, hateful, vulgar, profane, dishonest, and divisive. And when I look around, it feels like our world needs an attitude adjustment. And I believe that Christians are called to be salt and light that helps to shape our world in a more positive way. And so that's why I'd like for us to consider over the next five weeks how we can use our words to make the world a better place, to build up and not tear down, to save the world and not to destroy it. And so as we begin this journey together, I want to think I want to think that, that it's important that we make some commitments. First of all, I want to invite you to make a commitment to be light in a dark world. There's already too much darkness out there. So let us decide to bring as much light as we can, not darkness. We do this through our actions, through acts of goodness and kindness. But we also must pay attention to our words because what we say matters. And so I want to invite you to pay special attention, especially as we go through this together. Pay attention to what you say and how you say it. When we try to bring goodness and light in the world, we may quickly find how challenging it is. We realize we can't do it on our own. We often find that there is way too much darkness out there and sometimes the darkness is even in our own heart. And we gotta fix that before we can give light to anyone else. And we need help. Thankfully, Jesus gives us what we need. And so I invite you, especially if you've never done so before, to turn to Jesus today. Trust him to extinguish the darkness in your heart and to replace it with his perfect light. Jesus gave his own life so that all your sins and shortcomings can be washed away forever and you can be given a new heart and a right spirit. I want to invite you to turn to him today and make a commitment to follow him and let him change you from the inside out. And finally, I want, to, I want to invite you to make a commitment to listen to each of these messages in this series over the next five weeks. You can do this best by being in worship live, whether it's here in the sanctuary or whether it's online. But to be a part of this, to so make a commitment to be a part of it. But if you can't be 
in worship live, at least if you're sick or if you're out of town, at least make a commitment to watch the recordings of the messages, either on Facebook or on YouTube. Make a commitment not to miss a single message and to prayerfully and earnestly consider in each one what the Lord might be saying to you. So as we begin, let us bow our heads together and pray. Father, thank you for sending Jesus to show us the way to salvation. When we try to be light, we are often overwhelmed by the darkness around us. But Jesus is your son, the word of God, the light of the world, and darkness cannot overcome him. Help us today to trust in him for salvation. And I pray for each person listening that they may welcome Jesus into their heart and let him be Lord forever and so be saved from sin and death. And let us also follow him from this day forward and be changed by the power of his spirit. I pray also for our commitment to listen to each of the messages in this series. Speak to us, O Lord. Reveal your truth to us each week so that we may be faithful and we may live and speak so as to bring light and not darkness, but the light of Christ into the darkness everywhere we go. Father, I pray for myself that you would speak to me as I meditate on your word and consider what you would have me say each Sunday to this congregation. Show me, O oh Lord, your words that bring life and light, that I may give them to everyone. For it is in the name of the word of God, the light of the world, Jesus Christ, that we pray. Amen.